present and future of the Disneyland Resort. Welcome to Project 55. Hey, howdy, hey, welcome to Project 55, your gateway to the past, present, and future of the Disneyland Resort. I'm Chuck Rindon, and I'm joined by the lovely Amy Nalloway. Amy, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm pretty excited to be here today for our first episode of Project 55. Yeah, as am I. You know, the uh, road to get to this first episode has been long and windy. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> but we're here now, and I'm excited to begin this uh, exciting journey. And speaking of beginnings, you know, since this is the first time we're meeting together and our inception just happens to coincide with Disneyland's anniversary, Amy and I thought it would be appropriate to begin everything at the park itself. So we are at Disneyland as we record this. We are. Uh, specifically at Jolly <laughs> Holiday, and we'll see how long I can hold out before I have to go grab some treat because uh, it's smelling pretty good. I gotta be honest. The cookies are calling. You mentioned cookies, and you know, and I, that's the perfect way to start things off, our, our first segment. I think it's gonna quickly turn into our favorite segment, and uh, if you're into food like we are. I'm quite knowledgeable on Yeah, it'll probably this. end up being your favorite yeah. segment as well. So let's say we get started with some eats and treats. And specifically for this anniversary episode, uh, I thought it'd be fun to talk about the Plaza Inn. Uh, since that was actually one of the original restaurants that was opened when Disneyland uh, first came onto the scene in 1955, although it wasn't always Plaza Inn. You know, and, and I wouldn't be me if I didn't give a little history before we got into the food. <laughs> you are the uh, Disney fact nerd. <laughs> you have all the Disney factoids, for sure. Yeah, you know, and Plaza Inn certainly has, as I mentioned, a, a long history. It, it was here uh, in 1955, although it wasn't known as Plaza Inn then. It was actually the Red Wagon Inn when it initially opened. In fact, when Disneyland opened, it was interesting because a lot of the restaurants and shops in Disneyland were actually owned by private businesses outside of Disney. During the construction of Disneyland, since uh, Walt and Roy Disney were uh, low on funds, they decided to... Uh, Institute a leasee lessor program so they could uh, finish Disneyland in time for the television broadcast on ABC. Mm. So one of those early lessees just happened to be Swift Premium Foods who owned the Red Wagon Inn. And in fact, the reason it was called Red Wagon Inn, uh, funny enough, uh, was because Swift Premium Foods logo just happened to be, you guessed it, a red wagon. It makes sense. <laughs> yes. But another interesting fact about Red Wagon Inn is initially it was the only restaurant in Disneyland where you could get a full course dinner meal. Ultimately that, you know, changed, but uh, yeah, Red Wagon Inn was certainly popular among patrons early on. Uh, so much so that when Swift Premium Foods exited and Disney actually took over the building themselves, they actually changed it over to the Plaza Inn, uh, which it has been uh, all this time until today. 
So it was originally imagined by John Hinch. He was tasked by Walt Disney to change it over to Plaza Inn, and you know, the rest, as they say, is history. We've been enjoying a delicious food ever since. That is the uh, restaurant that I know and love, yeah. Yes, it is. You know, and, and it's funny because, it, you know, inside, it's actually really ornate. They have some really great, like, stained glass windows, and it looks rather posh. Uh, and according to Walt Disney himself, when uh, he turned it over to Plaza Inn, his credo for it was that it would be this palatial, nice-looking place, but it would have cafeteria prices. So it would be uh, uber affordable. <laughs> now, you could argue whether that's still the case today, but yeah. <laughs> uh, it still serves some delicious, delicious food, that's for sure. And speaking of the food, so the heart of Eats and Treats here is our food recommendations. So Amy, when you go to Plaza Inn, what's something that you would recommend? What's a go-to for you? Well, you know, they're, they're known for their lunch and dinner menu. Uh, I would say most people go for either the fried chicken or the pot roast, which, I mean, those are two of the those three the main staples. options. Right. But when I go, um, it's difficult to choose. So typically, whoever I'm with, I, I, I make sure I'm with someone who wants one and I'll order the other and then go <laughs> have seas. Ah, um, so that I like you that get strategy. A little bit of pot roast, a little bit of fried chicken, you know, you get everything. And that's my favorite way to experience Plaza Inn, I would have to say, because um, I, I am torn. Uh, the fried chicken's pretty tasty. The pot roast is like comfort food. Um, it's, it's delicious, it's filling. It's hard for me to decide between the two. So I'm, I'm grateful when I can <laughs> find someone to get the other plate so we get that's, to have both. That's the way to do it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think you just unlocked like uh secret level there man it, that's good it's, stuff it's winning for sure <laughs> it is. yeah yeah you know i i echo your sentiments uh you know usually usually the fried chicken is my go-to uh, i've had the pot roast occasionally and it, it is delicious but it's so hard like i just so equate that place with fried chicken that mm -hmm. it's just hard for me to get anything other than that yeah and fried chicken it's just there's something just so uh comforting about it i mean it's the ultimate comfort food and i feel like the ultimate comfort food in my ultimate comfort place here on Main Street, USA, <laughs> Plaza Inn. So, yeah, they, they could just go very, very well together. And uh, my tummy is usually pretty happy afterwards. So Can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong. So if you love fried chicken and you've yet to visit the Plaza Inn, highly recommend it. Uh, it's not going to steer you wrong. <laughs> All right, well, leaving the food. And now we're talking about, uh, you know, something I think that Disneyland themselves is known for, you know, the nighttime spectaculars. I don't think it gets any better than the fireworks show, which is always a staple uh, to any Disneyland anniversary celebration. Uh, so specifically in this new segment, I wanted to go with our Fab Five, which is our uh, countdown of the five things in Disneyland, uh, any topic that we enjoy. Uh, this, of course, being fireworks shows, past and present, so our top five. So, Amy, what do you have for us to kick it off? What's our number five? Number five is Fantasy in the Sky fireworks. The granddaddy of them all, yeah. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. It's kind of become Disneyland's go-to uh, fireworks show when they just uh, need to plug something in. <laughs> it serves the bill, yeah. It's, it's it's quick and easy. It's, I think, one of the shortest fireworks shows that Disneyland does. 
uh, but it gets the job done. And it does, yeah. it does, you know? And there's something to be said, you know, when I first saw it, and it's, it begins with Tinkerbell flying, you know, which has become such a staple with the flying character through all of the fireworks shows. And, you know, you, you got to give the nod to Fantasy in the Sky because it pretty much started it all. And uh, it, it ran for a long time because it, it ran with the early days of the park. And I think it ran all the way up until the, uh, the mid-90s, if I'm not mistaken. So quite a long time. It's run around <laughs> for a, a long while. Time, yeah. so. Rightfully so. And it was around so long and it's been gone for a while now to where now it's vintage. So people uh, crave it when they bring it back. <laughs> they actually <laughs> like it or get excited for it. So yeah, there you go. It's a retro fireworks show. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So number four in our countdown, and this one is one of my favorites. So of course it deals with one of my favorite seasons, uh, but this, our number four favorite fireworks show is Halloween Screams, mm -hmm. uh, which is relatively new. And they of course show it during the Halloween season. But if you have not caught this one yet, I highly urge you to make uh, make arrangements to try to be here when it's running during the Halloween season because it is pretty cool. It's fun. It's hosted by Jack Skellington. They have some fun effects. And uh, yeah, when I first caught it, I was in awe. Like, it was just so fun. And I really felt like, okay, this is Halloween come to life. Like, I love it. So that's uh, number four for us. Amy, what do we have for number three? Number three is Believe in Holiday Magic. Ah, another holiday The other holiday, yes. exactly. Yes. Oh, and that one for me, uh, it's just all of the, you know, the, the different Christmas songs and holiday time things all crammed into one show. And um, there's, <laughs> I don't even know, I, I, I call it the Grandmother Willow voice. <laughs> Fireworks. <laughs> it's like this mashup between Julie Andrews and Angela Langsbury. That's funny. That's <laughs> like, a great way of, to describe you know, it. Yeah. And it, you know, talking about the. Does your heart hold the magic of the holidays? A, yes, Grandma. It's Disney, that it soothing does. voice. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just the the music makes me happy. Um, the projections for that fireworks show are so fun. That's I think, fun. I think that's the one show that I, I actually prefer to watch from It's a Small World, uh, wow. just because yeah. the projections look so cool on the, the ride facade and it just, yeah, it makes me happy. Yeah. That show is, it's not Christmas until I have danced around <laughs> to the Believe in Holiday Magic yeah, music. That's a good and, one, man. It yeah. will immediately put you in the holiday spirit. So. So, such a good one. All right, well, moving on to our number two favorite fireworks show. This is the current running show, Wondrous Journeys. And uh, you, Amy, have seen this way more than I have. I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, the, again, you know, it wins me over because of the music. It is, it is pretty good. The music is just like, there's some Disney mashup magic in this particular they, show. They, the songs they pick, they mash them up so well that you would have just thought that they were made for one another. Yes. It's such a great job. Yes, and the entire fireworks show really does take you on a journey from beginning to end. And um, I, I still remember the first time that I saw it. It actually, like, it did, there were parts that moved me to tears. Like, it was a journey for sure. Music was great. Projections are so fun. The character flyovers are awesome. They are, um, yes. Yeah, just a 
it was an unexpected joy for me. I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't expecting to to like this show. I don't know why I came I, into you're, it with, you're like... You're not quite sure what to, especially yeah. because, you know, some of these fireworks shows, they run for a long enough period of time, they become beloved. And so whenever they change over, you're like, well... You took away my favorite show. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yep. But in the case of Wonder's Journey, they, yeah, they improved upon everything and... Yeah, yeah, like the character flowers, like you mentioned. I love how they have sort of modern and then also classic in there as well. Yes, everything. Well, you know, and it's all linked with the the Disney 100 celebration right. and, and the 100 years of Disney animation. And so the way that they highlight all of the different animated shorts, even the cartoons, Winnie the Pooh's in there. I mean, Every everybody, character everybody at some is point in there. makes an appearance, which is yeah, awesome. It's and, great. Yeah, it's one of those shows that if you haven't seen it, I, I feel like you have to see it on Main Street first. And then, of course, you know, uh, Small World also does the projections. But uh, first for you, and I think you got to do it on Main Street because there's so much to see. Mm -hmm. they, they project mm -hmm. like literally all of Main Street becomes part of the show, which is pretty cool. So. All right. So the big number one. The Amy, what do we have The big number one is, drumroll please. Remember Dreams Come True. Oh my gosh, yes. Now this debuted during <laughs> Disneyland's 50th anniversary. And it, it's a fireworks show all about the Disneyland attractions. Imagine that. Uh, but when I first saw this, my gosh, like you literally felt, you felt like you were on these attractions. Yeah. I'm completely obsessed with the Haunted Mansion, as I'm sure you'll find out the, the longer you listen <laughs> to the show. but. When the Haunted Mansion part plays, you know, and they shoot that up and it really feels like you're, it felt like you were in the stretching room. It was yes. amazing, amazing effect. So simple, but yet so amazing. And then of course the stereoscopic like uh, voice around you. And yeah, it was so encompassing. And I just, my, uh, my jaw dropped. <laughs> there really were so many different parts of that show that were so great. Um, and really did make you feel like you were on those rides. Like even I, I think of the part with the Disneyland Railroad and yes. how like I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> let's well, go on the train. And it's perfect because, you know, it opens with that and your grand circle around Disneyland, mm -hmm. uh, grand circle around Disneyland through fireworks. <laughs> like it's amazing, just as yes. amazing as it sounds. <laughs> So there's a reason this was our number one. And I, I yeah, I, I probably saw this show so many times. Like, I couldn't get enough. I didn't get tired of that show at no, all. Never yeah. did, never once. Yeah. Uh, it was so amazing. If they brought it back today, I would not, <laughs> I would oh, just eat it all up. You know, there would be so many ecstatic people who would pack Main Street to see oh, that yeah. show. I, I would be one of yeah. them for sure. All right, so there you have it, our five favorite fireworks shows of the past. Uh, there's been quite a few of them, uh, but those for us have been the five most memorable, uh, of course, that we were able to watch. But let's say we head into the heart of our show today with our deep dive conversation. Of course, this is all about Disneyland's anniversary, and of course, you know, taking it back for a minute to the very first uh, Disneyland a dedication speech, Walt Disney 1955. It was quite the day. It's been well documented. Not everything went according to plan that day, <laughs> but the one thing that has carried on and has uh, been heard probably by any, every Disney fan like thousands of times over is that opening speech by Walt Disney. Yeah. Uh, so of course, let's take a minute to uh, hear it once more in all its glory, uh, because I know I, for one, never tire of it. 
To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Yes, there are a few things that are that inspiring and that bring that much joy. And I think the, the last piece of, of that speech that, that Disneyland would be a source of joy and inspiration. Uh, when I think about that, uh, yeah, I, I feel like it has been a, a source of, it's been a source of joy for us. Absolutely. And um, I think it's even inspired us in certain ways, you know, through the pandemic. We, we used bits of Disneyland to inspire us and help us through that season, but... Um, yeah. I, I love that... It inspired this podcast, so there it, you go. It did, it did. And, <laughs> um, and you know, it, it is a happy place. I know it, it can be a crazy place, it can be a crowded place, um, you know, sometimes it can feel stressful and crazy, but at, the, at its core, at the root of what it is, it is a happy place, it's a place of joy. And it is a place, you know, where we can come and be kids. Doesn't matter, you know, how, how old you are. You know, I talked today to uh, a lady who was here and she's in her 70s and she was talking about the things that she likes to do for fun here and how it, it makes her feel young. So, um, you know, there's something to strive for, right? To keep, uh, to keep some youthfulness in, in our lives as as the days go on but. yeah no i agree you know and the, the part that really resonates with me is uh the part where uh, you know here age relives fond memories of the past and of course youth savor the challenge and promise of the future which just speaks to me because you know i've been coming to disneyland so long and the moment i step foot on main street i'm just flooded with all of these memories <laughs> of my childhood mm -hmm. of friends of family you know, just all these special moments. Like, there's not a place I can go in Disneyland where I don't have a memory or two attached to it. Yeah. And so I think, you know, Walt was almost prophetic in that way, that Disneyland really is full of memories, you know? The, especially the more you come here, I feel like there's just so much of me <laughs> tied up into this place. The challenge and promise of the future, I see that every time, you know, when I, when I come with somebody new or, you know, I bring like my nephew or something like that. And you see the park through their eyes and, you, you know, it just fills you with hope for the future. Right. And yeah, so that that line always kind of pulls at my heartstrings because it just resonates so personally with me. Yeah. So really good stuff. Uh, but moving on from the opening day. So, you know, you and I, uh, not to give away our, our ages here, but we've experienced a handful of Disneyland uh, important anniversaries throughout our lifetime. Yeah, we have. You know, so I thought this would be a fun time to kind of reminisce about some of our favorite anniversary moments. Uh, I know for me, it really begins uh, back during the 30th anniversary, which was the year of 1985. And this was the year where they were doing the Gift Giver Extraordinaire program. So when you would enter Disneyland, there was this giant machine that would give out tickets. And they essentially looked like Disneyland uh, scratch-off tickets. I mean, you would scratch off to see if you were a winner. Basically, every 30th guest that year would get a free Disneyland ticket. So it was a pretty exciting promotion. 
Uh, in fact, I know uh, recently, a few years ago, someone actually had one of those free tickets from that year that they never used. Oh, wow. And Disneyland honored it still when they returned with it. So <laughs> if you have one of those free tickets lying around, you might still be able but to get into the park. Years. Yeah, <laughs> they will honor it apparently. So there you go. Wow. Uh, the 30th anniversary is also of note because that's the year that Videopolis also began that summer of 1985. And uh, I don't know about you, Amy, but I certainly have fond memories of Videopolis. That was a staple of my youth for a while. <laughs> How about you? Did you frequent Videopolis? I didn't really go to it until later. <laughs> I'm younger than you, remember? <laughs> Thank not you that, for uh, bringing not, that up. Not that much, but yeah. <laughs> I am the grandpa of the show here, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, at that point, in 1985, I had maybe been to Disneyland a couple of times. I don't remember too much about those trips. Um, I was, I think I was definitely too young for Videopolis at that point, but mm. yeah. It was fun. You know, obviously I was relatively young to, uh, during the, op the 1985 opening, but uh, 80s music, it, it just felt like a, it was a fun vibe, even though I didn't really understand the club mentality yet or anything like that, but it was fun. And of course, they had the Yum's uh, food snack set there, so you know, you get a treat, hear some music. So for me, it was different. It was a different type of experience to Disneyland, you know? It was the, the counter-programming to the swing dancing, if you will, so. Uh, but it, it was definitely fun times. How about you? Uh, what, what's an anniversary memory that you have? Well, I guess the first big one that I have is the 40th. Okay. Um, the 40 Years of Adventure. That was a, that was a big yeah, year. 1995. Yeah. Um, that was the year that Indiana Jones opened, yeah. and uh, they sort of led up to its opening day with these giveaways, these collector card giveaways right. that basically highlighted different attractions here at Disneyland. Think like, you know, Disneyland baseball cards. That's basically that's what exactly they That's exactly what they were. And, and I, I thought they were so cool, by the way. They really I, I were. Now, the real trick, though, was trying to complete a set, which, sadly, I did not. We did. <laughs> you you were, had more patience than I, because you pretty I, much had to come every day, you right? You had to come every day, yeah. I think we have at least, I know for sure we have at least one full set. We might have two and probably four, like two others not completed. But uh, yeah, you had to come every day. You had to, you know, come to the turnstile, get your card. Um, there were days where that's all we came for. Literally walked in, got our card, and turned around and walked back out and went home. I love that. Um, I don't know. It, now looking back at them, it's it's a cool keepsake. It's a cool keepsake. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and I would I would imagine. I mean, I'm sure you could get sets like on eBay and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I would imagine like it was rather difficult for people to complete that set. Yes. back then because you yeah. had to be pretty dedicated you, you definitely did you had to you know plan <laughs> plan accordingly so right. that you were here right yeah I, I love that each each card highlighted a different attraction here and and um some of them i thought you know this is a cool one and then it was like i wonder what tomorrow is going to be <laughs> right. so it was it was pretty cool and then uh i was lucky enough to get to be here on uh, opening day for Indiana Jones with the. I was here on opening premiere. day as well. Yeah, got, that got was to so wait cool. in like the uh, five hour line. Oh or, yeah. I think it was closer to seven. It, it was nuts. <laughs> That's, yeah. All the way down to the train station. Literally yeah. the longest line I've ever waited. That's why I went, you know, when people complain about like risers, I'm like, oh, 
<laughs> no. If you were here for the opening of Indiana Jones, I'm sorry, you don't know long lines. <laughs> but because I was the sucker who waited yes, in that seven-hour line. But 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 once you got to the queue, that was when you know they still gave you the, they gave you the little decoder, decoder cards, cards, yes, so that you could go through and decode all an, of the things yes. on the walls. It was and, an adventure, but, yeah, man, for so sure. You, and you were definitely entertained. <laughs> Do you, and honestly, like that Indiana Jones queue was next level when it first opened. There was so much to do and see in there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it, it was exciting. So yeah, the, the 40th was certainly a, a fun time. Uh, and then of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the 50th anniversary. We already touched on it briefly with the Remember uh, Dreams Come True fireworks show. But the, the 50th, I think that was the first anniversary that we really experienced as adults. Yes. Young adults, if I can say. <laughs> but, uh, but this one was this one was fun. Uh, I know you probably have a little bit different story than I did because you actually <laughs> camped out for it. Yeah. Uh, I did not experience that level of uh, fun. But uh, yeah, so how, how was it camping out? It, it, it was it was definitely an experience. So we uh, we ended up getting a neighborhood hotel. Okay. Uh, and um, got settled, and then about probably 11 o'clock the night before, parked in what was the Pumbaa parking lot and walked over to what is now the uh, Toy Story parking lot turnaround where oh, the right. Toy Story buses come into and do drop off and pick up. Right, right. Um, that was all our queue. So we got in line with thousands of our other friends who were also there camping out. Um, you weren't allowed to have like camping gear or anything. We basically just had some blankets that were small enough that we could fold into our backpack and, and that was it. Yeah. Because we didn't want to have to walk back to the car to drop anything off too, because it's not like it was super close by. Got mine, it was probably about 1.30 in the morning when they started, maybe a little bit before that, they started moving us through security and then had us queue up inside of California Adventure, all the way from the, the main entrance through Hollywood Land, across the entrance plaza. This was all back before Buena Vista Street, mind you. Right, right. Um, so yeah, went all through Hollywood Land, across the entrance plaza, all the way back to Mickey's Fun Wheel, I think was where the end of the queue ended. And uh, it was maybe six in the morning, when um, they started letting us into Disneyland and we were all queued up for the 50th anniversary merchandise. Yes. So they had back behind uh, Big Thunder Ranch, um, they had a big tent kind of set up in the, um, what, what were they calling it then? The festival, it was still the festival arena back I then? I believe so, yeah, yeah. They had a big old tent set up with a bunch of registers and you were basically, I think you were limited to, I think maybe one of certain things, but there were pins, there were shirts, there were, you know, typical merchandise. I, I remember like there was a ton yes. of merchandise for the 50th. There was. And I, and I geeked out on quite a bit of it. Actually. <laughs> I, I dropped a pretty good amount of money. <laughs> I think by the time we made our purchases and um, we were leaving, um, it was just before they were doing the ceremony, the big, uh, ceremony that morning. Right, right. Um, actually got to see um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was there and he nice. walked in front of us on his way to... <laughs> Did he tell you to put the cookie down? Put the cookie down. <laughs> uh, 
No, we were pretty tired by that point in time. <laughs> we were very I, delirious. I can imagine, yeah. Yep, and then I, we made our way to actually Tomorrowland to get breakfast at the, the Tomorrowland Terrace there. There was a cupcake, a Disneyland birthday cupcake distribution location near us. So we went and we got our free birthday cupcake. Nice. And um, they also had these big screens, kind of like jumbotron type screens set up. And there was a screen uh, in Tomorrowland that we could sit and eat our breakfast and watch the oh, ceremony cool. on the screen. Yeah. Um, so we did that. And then once everything sort of dispersed, Probably by 11.30 that morning, we were making our way back to the hotel <laughs> to go sleep. Yeah. yeah, we slept um, outside of Off the Page in the Hollywood Backlot area. Just outside the door, there's this little thing on the concrete that looks like a, a sketch page of Dumbo. Oh, right. That right. slab of concrete is literally what I slept on that night. And by <laughs> sleep, I may be lucky if I got 15 minutes of sleep that entire night. It was hard, yeah. both literally and figuratively. You know, you said that was the, the, the one of the first times experiencing the anniversary as like a, a grown adult. <laughs> like right, right. a grown adult sniffing on the concrete is not a pretty thing. <laughs> um, but definitely made some memories. So uh, yeah, that was, that was a good one. I feel like that anniversary was it really was a big celebration. They had it, so it much was. going yeah, on. Yeah, no, they, they did it up and there was so much going on. You know, they had the uh, instead of the hidden Mickey's, they brought in the hidden 50th anniversary yeah, logos yeah. to find throughout the park. So that was certainly fun and exciting. And for me and my friends who love to take the silly pictures, we loved all of the 50th ride vehicles yes. that they had. The golden, the ride, golden vehicles. ride vehicles, mm -hmm. right? Right. Yep. Seeing how many people you could cram into a golden teacup. That's that's magical. That, yeah, that <laughs> would have been pretty magical. Yeah. They also had the Disneyland first 50 magical years, uh, which initially I was kind of upset about because I love Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln and this uh, shuttered that for a yes. while. Uh, but I have to say uh, it, it was a great film and I, I loved how they brought in all of the history of Disneyland. So they kind of turned in, you know, the lobby of the opera house there into sort of a, the past of Disneyland. So it was really cool seeing some of those uh, objects in person and kind of reading some of the history and uh, the video was fun you know Steve Martin Donald Duck of course was uh, my favorite so uh, and you can still capture it it plays in the lobby of uh, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln today so if you if you weren't able to catch it during that time uh, it, it's a fun video and it certainly does uh, it's a humorous look at the park's past uh, so yeah it was a good times so what about the 60th though that was the last big one they've had. They had back in 2015. Uh, do you remember much of that? Oh, the 60th. Well, I remember they um, they they kind of kicked off the beginning of the 60th year. Um, so not on the actual Disneyland anniversary, right. but they kicked off that season. Um, I want to say it was that summer. Uh, in May, they had a um, a big event where they basically launched Paint the Nights. Yes. So they did a whole thing on Main Street and they gave out the special um, diamond celebration ears. Right. And I remember standing on Main Street at the butt crack of dawn. What am I doing here this early? Um, <laughs> and then we were planning on staying for Paint the Night that evening. So it was just like, oh my goodness, what did we get ourselves into? But um, Paint the Night ended up being 
one of my absolute favorite things to watch uh, come down Main Street. It was a beautiful parade. It, it looked beautiful. Yeah, yeah. and um, then they also did for the Diamond Celebration a 24-hour um, celebration. Yes. Dopey uh, was kind of the mascot for <laughs> that event, um, holding up you know the infamous scene where he holds up the diamonds, the diamonds. to his eyes. Yep. Um, for the Diamond Celebration. Uh, that event, you know, we spoke about the Plaza Inn earlier. That event was uh, probably one of my favorites because the Plaza Inn brought back chicken and waffles they that did. night. They um, did. Yeah. Which is a, a treat. Mickey, Mickey-shaped food always tastes better. It's, it's Mickey Mouse. For some reason it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mickey Mouse always makes things better. And yeah. Mickey Mouse waffles are definitely not the exception. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mickey, Mickey waffles and chicken. There you go. Done yeah. getting better than that. Well, I, I remember attending uh, the 24-hour event, and uh, it was it was fun, but man, it was nuts too. It was so crowded. Oh yeah. So so crowded, but it, it was so exciting. Like if you were someone who was going to Disneyland, you know, the chance to be at Disneyland at you know four or five in the morning, <laughs> just kind of roaming. Those opportunities don't come too often, you know, unless you happen to be a cast member. So. Just that alone, I'm like, well, just for history's sake, I need to be, <laughs> I need to be there, uh, just to experience this. And ultimately, I'm glad I did, because it, it was certainly a, a different experience. But uh, as you mentioned, uh, a lot of fun ones. You know, a lot of fun memories were created that day. And if I recall, the Diamond Celebration sort of brought a lot of new characters. That was when they redid the Abominable Snowman in the Matterhorn, That's right? That's right, yeah. And yeah. then wasn't that when um, the Hatbox Ghost The Hatbox Ghost materialized yeah. as well, too, yeah. which, you know, if you were a Haunted Mansion fan, you know, the Hatbox Ghost, there's a lot of mystique around that character. A good percentage of people just didn't think he ever existed. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool they were able to finally get him to work like how he was originally intended. And yeah, it's one of my favorite audio animatronics in the park. So yeah, that, that was definitely a, a monumental uh, moment for the 60th. So we're coming up on the 70th. Uh, so do you, any, any kind of guesses what you want or what you think they might do for the 70th, or something you would like to see, maybe something you'd like to see brought back? I don't know, what's the 70th gem? You know how the anniversaries have a gem? Does That's the 70th have a good one? I don't know, let me, let me look know. that up real fast. It's like paper. <laughs> That's the first anniversary. <laughs> oh man. I, I mean, I think for the 70th, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure they'll outdo themselves. They always do. I mean, it's the, the 60th was sparkly. It's the plat platinum. 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 Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I somehow, somehow I feel like the diamonds are more exciting than platinum, but whatever. Um, I'm just curious what the color palette is going to be for platinum. I mean, it'll be a shiny. Because we're, we're currently in the midst of the Disney 100, which is the 100 years of the company which itself. Is all the, like, the silver medallions. It's kind of a, yeah, the, iridescent silver and but purple. But with the purple thrown in. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I feel like the 60th gave us so many cool things. I mean, we got Pink the Night. We got World of Color that year. Right. Um, there were, you know, entertainment-wise, like I said, great things going on. I liked the little photo ops that they had, like the one where it looked like you were climbing the Matterhorn. Yeah, those were um, fun. Yeah. yeah, there were some, some fun little things like that. Disney does such a great job of 
getting clever and creative for these anniversaries, so I'm sure they they'll do. come up well, with Well, and the 70th is a pretty big one, too. You know, I mean, I, I feel like all of these decade celebrations, they take pretty serious, so... Those I, are the big ones, I'm yeah. excited to see. If, if I could have, like, my grandest wish, you know, as I, as I sit here right now, and this might just be... Uh, inspired by this conversation, maybe, but I would love for them to have a Remember Dreams Come True return for a oh, bit. Okay. Maybe with a little bit of updated for some newer attractions. <laughs> I have maybe Rise yeah. of Resistance in there or something like that. Okay. Uh, mainly what I'm saying is I would like a fireworks show about Disneyland again because I think that would be as much as I love Wondrous Journeys and it is really great. And I think it's the perfect uh, fireworks show to celebrate the company's uh, animation history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, want, I want, like, Disneyland again, you know? Like, that, to me, for the 70th would be great, so a return to that, or even even if it's a brand new show that just kind of incorporates some of the, uh, the attractions and things like that would be fun. And, of course, you know, I'm sure we'll have some amazing food options, so that that's, you know... They do excel something. at the food. They do. They, they are experts at the foodie uh, presentation now, so... <laughs> so that's going to be exciting, and... Yeah, I, I honestly, like the Platinum, I, I, it's one of those, uh, on paper, it just sounds like it should be fancy, schmancy, right? I guess it's right up there with the Diamond, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Both of those you just think of, like, fancy, and so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what, what they do, if they're going to, uh, you know, how they're going to adorn Sleeping Beauty's castle, uh, you know, if there's going to be any different paint jobs around the park, or if anything else is going to receive some TLC, or if we're going to get a brand new attraction. Uh, you just never know. I mean, the sky's kind tell. of the limit, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm excited, you know. Two years and counting, so. All right, well, uh, it looks like the park is going to be closing shop here pretty soon. So now is probably a good time uh, to say goodbye. But on behalf of Amy and myself, we hope you've enjoyed your experience with us today. And to continue the adventure, make sure you subscribe and follow the show. You can find out how to do that at helloproject55.com. And until our next episode, we would love to connect with you on our Instagram. You can find us at helloproject55. We'd love to see your adventures at Disneyland. Some of your favorite things, your favorite attractions, your food recommendations. Feel free to tag us. Say hello. We can't wait to connect with you there. Definitely. Meanwhile, we'll be back next week with more exciting Disneyland experiences. Until then, take care, and we'll see you real soon. Bye!